0: Hi, this is Howard. I hope you had a chance to listen to our special podcast about the Montrose Blueberry Festival. Because this is a special podcast and the great relationship and partnership that we have between the um, Library Historical Society Association and the Penn State Master Gardeners here in Susquehanna County, This podcast is actually going to get broadcasted on both of those streams. So it's going to be in the Library Off the Shelf podcast and in the Master Gardener's Digging for Answers podcast. And again, the reason for that is, is this is a community event. So it definitely has strong linkage to gardening, which is why I'll be at the Master Gardener booth, but it's also a community event. In fact, I'll have some information about getting a library card so if you're hearing this and you're going to be at the fair see me on the booth on thursday and you could be in a drawing for getting a new library card uh, if you don't have one so anyway let's move on august is such a busy month in susquehanna county the blueberry festival is out of the way and we'll have some more information on that in an upcoming podcast as far as how the library association did um on um event, but I can tell you it was one of the best years, maybe even the best year, and thank you for all those that um, showed up for that event. But, guess what's going on this week? It's Fair Week. This is the 165th annual Harford Fair, and uh, it runs August 14th, the other day, through this Saturday, the 19th. The fairgrounds open at 8 a.m., and there is just so much going on at the fairgrounds, including our Master Gardener booth, the Penn State Master Gardeners, and uh, I am one of those. We will be there throughout the week, and from 10 to 10, and you can stop by our booth, ask any questions that you've got, We've got a lot of literature there, we've got some fun activities for kids, Um, and if you're interested in becoming a Master Gardener, we'll have all the paperwork and everything you need to have to be able to start that process and everything, because that's right around the corner coming up in September. And to kick off the fair event, if you didn't get a chance to listen to last year's fair podcast that Anson did... Anson's one of our master gardeners. It was about the history of county fairs. Everything from being in the old days over in England or in Europe, and I don't wanna give any more of it away, up until what's going on here now. But Anson was back in the other day with me doing a quick segment on this year's fair activities. So what I'm gonna do is introduce that activity. You'll hear Anson once again. And it's always great to hear from him. He does such a wonderful job with the Master Gardeners. And he was uh, kind of our key lead in last year and in this year in the Master Gardeners uh, Fair event because uh, there's hundreds of hours of volunteers that go into being able to get ready for Fair Week. And then, of course, we have about anywhere from three to four uh, Master Gardeners that are hanging out in the booth answering the questions that we get. As a special for this year, I'll be at the fair, again, Howard, at the Master Gardener booth on Thursday. And I'll be in there when we open up and probably be around about 4 or 5 o'clock. And I'll be there with the microphone and it'll give you a chance to stop in, say hi, and if you'd like to enter a contest that we have going on, you can just answer two questions that I'll have for you and you can be in the drawing and you may end up being part of our next podcast as we review the fair week. So without any further delays we're going to go and listen to Anson's fair update for the Hartford Fair this year. Oh and just a reminder. If you got the time, you may want to go to whatever podcast site that you're using, look back at the past episodes, and download and listen to Anson's presentation from last year. Uh, I think it was one of the best episodes that we had, but it'll give you all that history on why do we have county fairs. Thanks. Hope to see you at the fair on Thursday when I'm there.
1: Every year, the Penn State Extension Master Gardeners of Susquehanna County bring to the Harford Fair their knowledge and experience to share with any fairgoer that stops by and asks. In the past, we've had displays about invasive species, which means anyone want to talk about Japanese knot grass How about spotted lanternflies? We also have games and prizes. What do you expect? It's a fair! Demo- we have demonstration gardens because we are Master Gardeners. And sometimes we have plant giveaways, because we think you never can have enough plants. Lots and lots of information on lots and lots of gardening subjects, because that's why Penn State trained us, and education is our primary function. And of course, we always bring our bright, sparkling personalities, and our very great enjoyment of talking to all the folks we get to meet. We also usually have a couple themes to our display. So this year, our two themes for the fair are inviting superheroes into our garden, and money in the mud, grocery versus garden. If we recall, last year we talked about keeping invasive species out of our garden. This year we talk about all the heroic critters that we can invite into our gardens to make our lives better, if not easier. The superheroes, if you will. The other theme of this year is piggybacking on our participation in the Seed to Supper program. Seed to Supper is a comprehensive beginning gardening program that provides novice adult gardeners the tools they need to learn how to successfully grow a portion of their own food on a limited budget. The Seed to Supper curriculum originated in the Oregon Food Bank and the Oregon State University Extension Service Master Gardeners program. The Penn State Extension Master Gardeners have adapted the coursework to reflect Pennsylvanian gardening conditions. Seed to Supper offers more than just garden education. It provided access to healthy foods. It provides learners with hands-on experiences. It increased the individual and community food security by fostering food literacy, resiliency, community, oh, can't say that one. Let me try it again. Community connectivity and supportive social networks. This joint effort between the local food banks and uh, similar organizations and the Penn State Extension Master Gardener program is offered free of charge to qualifying adults. The Seed to Supper program got us to thinking about all the ways that gardening is economically beneficial to folks, and we decided to make that the other theme for this year's fair. So we came up with Money in the Mud, Grocery versus Garden, and decided to show through graphics how much you can save by growing your own produce. Now. I can't show you these graphics in a podcast, and if I tried to describe the images, you'd probably be switching off this podcast within minutes. Our objective is to have you listen to the podcast, not turn it off, so I'm going to talk you through some of the information that growing money in your garden. With today's tight economy, everyone is looking for ways to cut expenses. Growing a garden has the potential to reduce the amount of money spent on groceries. According to the penny hoarder, even a small garden can produce up to 300 pounds of fresh produce. That would cost as much as $600 at the grocery store or farmer's market. And to get that much produce from your garden, you wouldn't have to invest more than $70, depending on what you plan to grow. Another example, in July 2021, one pound of organic tomatoes from Whole Foods cost $2.99, but a package of organic heirloom tomato seeds that can yield multiple tomato plants over time costs $3.99. Or to put it in another perspective, one tomato plant grown from one seed may equal 10 to 30 pounds of tomatoes. But let me quote something that is being said in the podcast, A Farmish Life. Quote, The truth is, the only way a garden saves money is if you only plant what you are actually going to use. End quote. No, we've all done this. We plant things in our garden because we or our family or our friends always planted it. Or we're thinking, maybe I'll use it this year. Or worse, maybe I'll like it enough to eat it. And then there's the ever popular, let's try something new. And of course, we never eat it and it goes to waste. My point here is to know yourself and the folks who will be eating the produce in your garden. For instance. I know I am not a big fan of squash. I know, easy to grow, very productive, but to me, squash is just meh, so I never plant it. I also know that if I really, really need a zucchini, my neighbor will have more than they can possibly use and will happily give me a few, or a lot, or a lot, just to get rid of some. The book, The $64 Tomato by William Alexander, discusses one man's quest for the perfect garden And how it ended up costing him $64 per tomato, among other things. This astonishing figure is the result of all the input costs, tools and equipment, fertilizers, pesticides, water, etc., etc., associated with gardening. The trick to saving money with a vegetable garden is limiting the cost while maximizing the yield. And with some very basic knowledge, you can save some money on a grocery bill or two. First, you have to know a couple basics about growing tomatoes. I'm sorry, growing vegetables. So let's talk about that. The location of a vegetable garden is crucial. Nearly all the vegetables need full sun and well-drained soil. The vegetable garden should also be located near a source of water. Nothing will destroy your excitement about growing your own meals and saving money when you're having to lug gallons and gallons of water over a distance for a thirsty garden and slapping it barefoot, uphill, both ways, of course. Size of the garden is also important. You may want a three acre garden, but if you take a long look at your availability and gumption, you might be more comfortable and productive with a four by eight foot garden or container gardening, which is a wonderful way to garden in a small space and can be a podcast all by itself. Then you need to consider the types of vegetables that can be grown types meaning cool-season and warm-season veggies. Cool-season vegetables, which include carrots, beets, lettuce, cauliflower, are planted in early spring and harvested by midsummer. Warm-season vegetables, like tomatoes, peppers, eggplant, and squash, are planted after the danger of frost has passed and harvested by early fall. Some cool-season veggies can be planted again when the heat of the summer starts to give away to the coolness of the fall. This is something most people don't think about. With proper planning, it's possible to grow two or three crops in a given area during the growing season. There are several other important factors to consider when growing a vegetable garden to save you money. I'm going to start with these factors. But I cannot say this enough. Select vegetables that you like. I mean, really, it's simple. You're likely not going to take care of or eat things you don't like. So don't waste your time or money on planting them in the garden. Select vegetables that can be easily stored or preserved. Selecting vegetables that have a long storage life or that can be easily be canned or frozen is a great way to stretch your grocery dollar. Potatoes, onions, sweet potatoes, winter squash can be stored for several months when stored at the appropriate temperature. Other vegetables like beans, tomatoes, cucumbers, beets, and sweet corn can be preserved by canning or freezing. Preserving vegetables is a great way to enjoy the extra produce later in the year and it's big enough subject that another podcast would be needed to cover it all also select vegetables that are expensive to buy in the grocery store to save money grow more expensive items like tomatoes and melons or larger quantities of vegetables that you purchase regularly consider vegetables like beans beets onions spinach broccoli peppers carrots summer squash cucumbers tomatoes potatoes lettuce peas and my mother's favorite swiss chard these vegetables provide the biggest returns on your investment of space and time in the garden oh and don't forget growing herbs like mint parsley sage rosemary and thyme is one way to save money as fresh herbs can be very expensive some herbs can also be frozen like in an old ice cube tray to be available use at other times in the year All this starts with doing some research and starting with a plan. Decide what you want to grow and determine what is necessary to be successful. Plan the garden on paper first. Establish a network of family members, neighbors or friends that can help you answer your questions. Don't forget about your local county extension office and of course us, the Penn State Extension Master Gardeners of Susquehanna County or the county you live in. We're here to answer your questions and offer advice. And we'll see you at the Harford Fair, August 14th through the 19th, when you stop by the Master Gardener Building to see our displays and ask us your questions about your garden.